All right, well, we're back, <laughs> but you're hearing this first. Um, we recorded the podcast before, right before, and literally right when we ended, Patrick Beverly signed for three years, $40 million with the Los Angeles Clippers. We have no idea what that means for Kawhi. Uh, we do know that takes another player off the table for um, for the Mavericks, and some of the optimism that we had in this podcast is now kind of diminished. It doesn't take away all of it, though. Some of it is still out there, though. Uh, but man, this is a this is a, a this is another blow for the Mavericks free agency. Yeah, uh, the, yeah, this is a blow. We we talk about Bev a lot, still being on the board uh, during this uh, during this podcast, but literally we were uploading the pod and uh, this dropped you know, and you, like the gas. I wish you could hear the gas in our voices uh, through Skype. In which no, we're like, oh, I don't think you guys want to hear it. It was just sad. It was just as if somebody came up and just gut punched us or gut punched a puppy next to us. We're like, Oh, why'd you do that? Yeah. I mean, if there was, yeah, there was a lot of optimism about Bev uh, landing in Dallas and uh, that obviously uh, didn't happen. And I mean, even Brad Townsend's tweet uh, 15 minutes ago saying, maybe this is why Beverly and the Mavs never spoke. Perhaps he was headed back to the clips regardless. Yeah. And, um, Man, it's just it's it's a tough business. We're bummed. I wanted him in Dallas really it's bad. It's either that what Brad Townsend said that he was always just going to go back to the Clippers because he did seem like he really loved it there and he loved being you know you know in the playoffs with that team and it just seemed like he loved that. And it's either that or the Mavericks missed their meeting with Patrick Beverly today because of this whole sign and trade thing that fell apart and debacle. And if that's the reason why they missed out on Patrick Beverly, then man, this is starting to turn to be a pretty bad free agency period. Even you know Kristaps Porzingis' five-year deal in tow. I mean, man, that is that's a that's a big miss if that was the reason. Now we'll never know. You know, we'll never know if if that was the reason why Patrick Beverly didn't come to Dallas. However, Patrick Beverly does come out and say some things, so he could be like, hey, like next time he he torches Dallas and he just like shuts down Luca or something, he'll be like, you guys could have had me if you would, you know. Something yeah. like that. Like if he does something like that, which you know he's he's prone to mouth off at Dallas um, people, at Dallas <clears throat> uh, fans. Yeah, yep. <laughs> he's, he's prone to at Dallas players, at Dallas coaches. So who knows? But maybe we'll find that out. Maybe we won't. But Patrick Beverly off the board now. So take that into consideration when you're listening to this podcast. We didn't know that at the time. Uh, yeah, that is uh Man, another guy just off the board for the Mavericks, and we still don't know what the Mavericks' real plans are and what they're trying to do. So there you go. Enjoy the rest of this podcast, hopefully, and uh, just take that in consideration. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Dirk with the back. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. Com, who was not thrown in to the sign and trade? What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh, <laughs> so we we started recording this pod, and we're, well, we connected our our call on Skype, and Nick was like, "Let's not say anything. Let's just hit record, and we'll go from there. Let's get full unfiltered takes right now." 
oh my god i i honestly haven't uh, have a headache i i don't i i've been texting different people trying to figure out what the crap is going on i it's a night that i mean it is this is absolutely insane right now but we're recording this at 11 20 um on sunday night and the the Bobby Porter stuff just dropped for the for the Knicks uh, to give you a sense of when we uh, when we started recording. But oh man, I mean, I just don't. I don't even know. I don't even have words for what happened today. So today, obviously, on the podcast, we will just be giving the unfiltered reaction to what happened throughout the day. We'll try to recap it as much as possible for everybody that there's a lot of people that aren't on Twitter, and so they're just seeing this from headlines and different things, and so they don't get the the exact. Um, or some people were working, you know, it, it happens. So some people didn't get the exact play by play. So we'll try our best to recap everything. Um, but first, the beginning of the day started off pretty well. Dwight Powell got his extension, three years, thirty-three million dollars. We're good with that. I think that that's that's good for a guy with with his skill set. I think it's not an overpay. I don't think it's an underpay. Uh, I think it's you know it's fine. How the how the whole day start? I mean. It- we counted down until you know five o'clock for if you're in Dallas six o'clock East Coast, and you know Sunday morning hits. I mean, we'd had a couple, you know, we knew about Kemba, you knew about Vooch, you knew about a handful of players, and as the day trickled, how funny it was I mean who cared about the six o'clock t- you know thing at at one point because I mean I feel like it started like two hours before that thing. KD to dr- the Nets happened at like at uh, four. 4:53 Eastern Time, which is an hour and seven minutes before it was supposed K- to open. <laughs> to show you, the, I mean, this is honestly the craziest day of free agency that we've ever had in in basketball. I mean, I feel like that will be a common theme for a lot of these national podcasts coming out over the next day or so. That I mean, we just never seen anything like this. And, I mean, it feels like KD's decision was like two weeks ago. After so much crap has went down uh, since then, but from a Ma- we're going to approach this the first part of the spot from a Mavericks perspective. But so from a Mavs perspective, we're sitting there waiting, you know, seeing different names. You see the big names. You're wondering is Dallas going to kind of swoop in, whatever. But the the two things you knew was going to happen was the Kristaps Porzingis max contract and the Dwight Powell extension, and you know they happened quick. And for a period of time. Did something else happen? Your Jamal face. Murray, five year, one seventy extension. Yikes! That is yeah. a lot of dollars. That is a lot of money. Um, but for, so from a mass perspective, for a long time, for a couple hours there, I was pissed. Okay, because I was pissed because I, I felt like a lot of fans was taking the Porzingis contract, and quite frankly, probably still are for granted. Like. The fact that, I mean, if we went out and signed Porzingis right now and got him on today, like let's say we didn't even make the trade and he's a he's a free restricted free agent and we went out and got him today, people would be dying. I mean, freaking out about it. And we already we traded for the guy. We The guy signed a max contract with us. He's 23 years old. He is one of the, I mean, we literally went out. What we have pushed on this podcast for a long time of when you have a young star, you you have to go out early in his career and find him his running mate. Find him another star to go alongside of him if you want the, him to be a part of your franchise and move forward. And Dallas went out there and got Porzingis. That immediately made them a winner in free agency, in my opinion. 
I mean, no matter what, like we're like, hey, we're they're playing with house money at that point. Now, there's a lot of crap that happened after that that has put a, a real big sour taste on everybody's like myself, too. I, I'm trying to figure out what the crap happened over the past few hours. But the Porzingis thing, don't lose sight of that. If I can stress anything before we start to get really pissed off and depressing about what all just happened with Dragic and all that stuff. If I could stress anything to that and stay and keep the positivity a little bit, don't don't lose sight or forget about the Porzingis signing because that is a remarkable deal. That is a, a, a great job for them to pair him with Luca moving forward, no matter what the other parts. Um, and the Dwight Powell extension, awesome value. I mean, I, I thought it was. I mean, you're hearing that from me, okay? So, I mean, a <laughs> we've few come years a ago, long <laughs> way, guys. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, we have come a long way. We have. So, yeah, when and Nick texted me uh, the Dwight you know, extension, I read it. I was like, wow. I was uh, I was shocked. I mean, we thought we were speculating before 13, 14. You know, could they go up to 15? You know, 11 million. You know, he's going to be 10.2 this this season. And three years after that, 11. I thought it was, uh, it was great value, great extension. They love him. He's a great locker room presence. So, those two moves off the bat, I'm like, sign me up. This is awesome. Like, a great start. And then the rest happened. <laughs> and then the rest happened. So, from the Mavericks standpoint, we got the Dwight Powell news. We also got news from McMahon, who said Mavs have had productive discussions with Maxi Kleber and optimistic about reaching a long-term deal with their restricted free agent power forward center per source. So, we were like, okay, well, they had talks with Maxi. Didn't really come to a deal, but he's restricted, so they're probably waiting till somebody either gives him an offer sheet and matches or... You know, maybe there's a whole bunch of other things they have to figure out first, which, to- you know, totally understand, but at least they had good discussions. Um, Brad Townsend just said, Mavs and Beverly discussion did not occur tonight. Most likely because of the, the Dallas-Miami-Philly trade, sign-and-trade mess that we'll talk about. Um, it doesn't sound as promising with Beverly, is what Brad Townsend says. Oh, my God. So that could be another thing. Again, we, n- none of this is even uh, none of the stuff that happened today is even real. Mavs fans of all people should know that. Nerlens Noel apparently agreed with the Thunder and then backed out of it and is now re rethinking it. So anything can still happen. Um, Bro's like, "Bro, what's you doing, homie? Yeah. Like, you're, you're coming to LA." <laughs> and um the Porzingis deal also. So he he agreed to his 5-year 158, you know, his full max. The Brzingis deal looks so much better now that the Knicks spent all that money Oh yeah. on Julius Randle. Which, by the way, all of you guys asking for Julius Randle, he wanted to get paid. He wanted to get paid big time. He went out there and he got his, you know, what is it, three-year, $63 million deal. One of my more shocking deals of the whole day. That That's a lot. Dude's making over $20 million. $20 million? That's... Insane. I mean, we 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 both like. Well, I liked Randall to an extent, but I like I Randall think, to an extent too. Not not as much of an extent as you, but not twenty million dollars. That that is. I was thinking like twelve to fourteen, fifteen, yes. like oh, twenty twenty one mil. That that was absolutely crazy. But as soon as if we're going through our, our timeline here, as soon as the Durant, Kyrie, DeAndre thing happened, which was absolutely insane, and great job by Brooklyn pulling that off. Um, I was kind of surprised that Durant went to Brooklyn, uh, but oh well, cool. He gets to hang out for a year, hang out with his buddies, be in Brooklyn, and chill with DeAndre and rehab and all that stuff. But the moment that that happened and 
the Knicks were not getting anybody. I mean, it, it was already a win that you got Porzingis in Dallas, but I mean, we're, we were just setting back saying, I mean, we got, <laughs> they, they got off Kristaps Porzingis and traded the money to, and used him to get off the money to have the cap space to sign Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And now they didn't even get the free agents. I mean, they would, I know that they would probably refute this, but you, you, they would love to have Porzingis at this point, right? I mean, seriously, I mean, whether he was disgruntled or not. Yes, and so the fact that we still got him and they didn't get, you know, all of that uh, was remarkable. And for that, for that move right there, hats off to Donnie Nelson and, and the front office because that that's just incredible that we have Porzingis locked in, locked in five five years and the and the largest contract handed out uh, to a free agent in uh, Mavericks history too. Which is crazy. I think somebody said that Harrison Barnes was the the other largest, like ninety something. So his was like ninety. This blows it out of the water. So again, I want to just, I want to just tell everyone that even if the Mavs don't get anyone, they don't get any free agents. They start Brunson, they start Powell, they start Dorian Finney-Smith with Luca and Porzingis. The Mavs are starting the season with in, a crazy amount of hope, right? Yes. And they're starting. Listen, we're 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 about to criticize the Mavs. Don't sit here and think that yes. we're because. And I'm going to too. I I I get accused of being a homer. I get it. My the words that I write show up on the team website. All right, so I I get that. And I I am a homer most of the time. And I but I am as currently constructive. What is going on right now, or whatever happened? I'm going to dish out a little bit of criticism, and because that's just part of it. You can't. There's no way to not. However, we have been. Preaching patience this whole time, and yes. we cannot just sit here and, and completely destroy the Mavericks when they technically haven't done anything yet. For sure, exactly, because we, just like you all, are waiting for more details. And right now, as we're recording this, the deal is not official. Yes. So or, any deal, any spe- so right now they still have the thirty million in cap and all of that, and you know who knows what happens. Uh, but at the time, uh, we were sharing a lot of the same emotions. I literally just tweeted out, said, I'm shook because I was just, <laughs> I didn't know what the crap was going on. I was, I was mad. I was confused. I was texting people. I, I was just, my wife was texting me from Brazil saying like, she's just wanting to <laughs> chat, like FaceTime with my son. And I'm like, sorry, honey, I can't talk to you. Like I am. Wow. Figuring- you ghosted your wife. No, no. I, I, I talked to her. Wow. I'm like, it's, it's just crazy right now. I was trying to figure out, I was trying to reach out to all my people and try to figure out what the crap is going on. And, uh, it, it it was it was wild. Have you ever had a dog that was scared of thunderstorms? Uh, a little bit. My, my dog is a little bit now. My sister's dog is terrified of thunderstorms. She came. She she was a rescue dog. She came from a background we don't know like what was going on, but she was afraid of men at first, and then she uh, she's just terrified of, of thunderstorms. Well, for dogs like that, you have to get them this like thunder blanket or thunder vest. It's just like this weighted vest or a weighted blanket, and you just wrap the dog in it. And it kind of calms them down because it's, it's just like a weighted blanket. Like what that a weighted blanket is supposed to do for a human with anxiety. Yeah. Right now, I hope that my voice is a weighted blanket or a thunder <laughs> vest for all Mavs fans. The Mavs still have not done anything yet. They st- haven't wasted their cap space. They haven't. As of right now, you could be listening right now. They could have done that. Um, but they didn't throw huge money at somebody that they shouldn't have. They didn't, you know, go in and, and find and pay a, a whole bunch of money to somebody that wouldn't be able to start with Porzingis or play with Luca or take the ball away from Luca, and they still have Luca and Porzingis. The Mavs are still set up to be in great shape, and 
from everything we talked about yesterday with being patient, waiting for everybody to shoot their load. Teams shot their load tonight. The Knicks, we just talked about how they shot their load with with Randall and then Bobby Portis and Taj Gibson making way more than Porzingis is making next year. All three of those guys combined. I think the... I think the Kings shot their load today. Yes, I was going to say The Kings gave out uh, $50 million for next season, not not total deals, but just for next season, they're going to be paying $50 million to Harrison Barnes, Trevor Ariza, and Dwayne Dedman. You do not want to be doing that if you're you're a team like that. Now, Ariza can give you some, you know, I think all the deals separately make sense. In a vacuum separately, they all make sense. You're like, oh, you know, Trevor Ariza bringing him in as the veteran that's been, you know, in the finals and can can help bring these guys along but Harrison Barnes makes sense you know we talked ourselves into that Dwayne Dedman kind of makes sense you know they need a center you can shoot threes but all together that's a lot of money to be that's that's what is that 45 percent of their cap space yeah I mean well Trevor Reza at two years 25 million I thought that was just ludicrous that's a lot I thought he would be close to a minimum deal that's (laughs) a lot five million something I mean so at least the Mavs didn't do that and so now like Brad Townsend had said in that that piece, that quote that he got, there's too many players and not enough chairs now. Now the Mavs, at this point, the Mavs are the... Watch this be completely irrelevant by the time this comes out. At this point, the Mavs are the only team with max cap space, or it's close to max cap space, along with the Knicks and the Lakers, or no, the Clippers and the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And so they can now you know, become one of these teams that takes advantage or, or jumps on some of these other players that are still available. Or they can take advantage of players need to be traded, which they tried to do tonight, and it didn't. But, it didn't. Oof. It didn't end up well. But now it seems to be off. So that's all the good stuff. Okay, I I just wanted to push yeah. all the good stuff. That's all the good stuff that's still happening for the Mavs right now. However, let's take a break. Let's breathe for a second. Let's listen to an ad about something, and then when we come back, let's lay into the Mavericks because this trade makes absolutely no sense, and I'm really glad that it didn't happen. All right, Isaac. So let's break down this trade. So, so the sign and trade was was supposed to happen with the maps, and it could have happened by now, by the time you're listening well, to this. So, it, it first trickled out on because I just want, I want to make sure I want to, I want everybody to realize that uh, who the people were reporting on this because it wasn't just ra- random people or whatever. This was you know. A lot of the other pieces have moved off the table, signed different places. We, Nick and I were texting each other. I was really frustrated with the fan base in general because I'm like, listen, guys, let's just chill. Like, we got Porzingis and, and Dwight. Now, like, there's still trade scenarios on the table. There are still, like, good free agents on the table at that point because Bev and Danny Green and all these guys, which they're still available. Like, there's still a lot of different routes to where they could walk away with two or three guys and it'd be fine. And then it was on TV in which you were texting me. I had another work commitment. You texted me and said, Ramona just said on TV that Dragic is heading to Dallas. His work commitment was a prayer circle. That it was not was a, prayer a prayer circle. circle for the Mavs. They were just sitting around and they all had their different jerseys on. And you had your old Josh Howard jersey on and sitting there and they were lighting incense and doing all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, the deal starts like this. I'm watching the jump, the jump special, which is awesome. Rachel Nichols is so good at her job. I oh, hope to, amazing. I, I hope to ever be as good at my job as Rachel Nichols is at that because she's getting stuff in her ear at the same time as, you know, all this stuff is happening and she's saying things and, you know, acting on the fly and doing, bringing in all different kinds of people and having chemistry with all of them. It's crazy. So, uh, Rachel Nichols drops this. You know, the Jimmy Butler sign and trade was the first thing we heard. We first heard that. You know, Woj reported that Jimmy Butler was going to be, you know, signed and traded to 
Miami, which is what he wanted this whole time. He posted the Instagram photo of him playing dominoes <laughs> this morning and all that stuff. So he's going to go there. Slowly, things are leaking out. So he's going to Miami. That's the only thing we know. Then, and, and then with Josh him Rid- picking Miami, he salary has to go out because they're not Absolutely. a salary team. So then everybody's speculating who's going to be the team that will take money from Miami. Yes. So they have to because they are they were at like 137 million dollars yes. in, in salaries. The cap is 109 million. So they had to do something. They had to send cap out in some way. So Josh Richardson is going to the Sixers at this point. Uh, which is great. We learned Solid. that next, which is good for them. That's that's you know, decent value if he was going to leave. He could have left for nothing, you know. And so good yep. for them to get that. Uh so they move on from Josh Richardson. Then uh, then Something still had to move, right? Some they had to get mm-hmm. more cap because Josh Richardson's not making the same amount that Jimmy Butler was going to make. So then all of a sudden, um, on the jump, which is why we brought this up, Rachel Nichols drops that hey, in this sign and trade deal, uh, the Mavericks are getting Goran Dragic, and they are bringing him in, and this is via Ramona Shelburne. Now Ramona Shelburne hadn't tweeted this out or anything. But she was mm-hmm. on the jump earlier, but she wasn't on the she wasn't on the show at the time, so she's offset somewhere or or you know just in the wings waiting to come back on or you know just texting people or being in contact. So my guess is that Ramona Shelburne texted this to to uh, to Rachel while she was on there because Rachel had her phone, she was checking it all, uh, and so she went ahead and said it. That's the that was the only thing that we had that said that Dragic was going to. The Mavericks. Then all of a sudden, yeah. people are coming out. Brad and Tim Cato even, and and McMahon and Stein even were like, "Looks like Dragic is going to the to the Mavericks." And so now this we had this long time where I'm like reading. And then the, we had a period of time. We yes. had this period of time where I'm reading the CBA FAQ, trying to figure out, okay, they could actually take this into their trade exception if they do it. And then I was like, oh my gosh, if they really use this trade exception, I'm going to eat so much crow on the podcast, and everyone will just tweet at me forever about trade exceptions. But um, it wouldn't affected the cap space. It would no. affected whether they could use a, a certain exception. Their non tax their non taxpayer yeah. exception or mid level exceptions. They would have been able to use that. However, it would have been better for them to just take it into their space. If it was only Dragic at that point, it'd be better for them to take it into their space because then they'd be able to use their cap space as well as. Yes, it's, it's crazy. I'm so, so I'm sitting I'm sitting at this uh, this church function that I'm at, and I, I get the drag Dragic news, and I'm like, let's go. Because you know, I'm excited. How long ago did we did we say that this could be a thing that the Mavs could do? I say Pat in, in November. It was so cool seeing all the people reach out and like you guys talked about this on the pod. You so called this on ago. the pod. Listen, we didn't call this exactly. No. We we did say back in the fall that there we could see a strong likelihood that th- there could be a scenario in which Dragic would end up in Dallas. I thought it would be a like a him opting out and signing a one year deal like the DeAndre thing. But I mean, so at that point. Yeah, we were. When I saw that, all right, Dragic is coming. I had a lot of different thoughts on it. I had, uh, I wasn't concerned about the fit. You know, I loved. I was happy for Luca. When Luca's happy, I'm happy. And I was like, literally, Luca could be crying at home right now. He's so happy that he's gonna play play next to Dragic and all this stuff. Or um, he could be like, "Damn, Dragic is washed." <laughs> Like, no, because he no, would know. No, <laughs> no. And, and you know he would love it. I was happy for the country of Slovenia. I Paying was him how just, much? 
everything about it. I was like, let's go. I, I like the fit. I immediately in my uh, in the other part of my mind because I didn't want I don't want Kawhi to go to the Lakers. I was like, all right, <laughs> is Dallas going to absorb the Dragic contract because they know they're not getting Beverly because they know he's staying because they're getting <laughs> Kawhi? And I'm like, oh, this is what he's texting me. <laughs> and uh, Nick's like, I think that's a little too far. Yeah. But, um, but so anyway, so there for that period of time, I mean, everybody was tweeting out the YouTube highlights of them at Eurobasket. Uh, I tweeted a GIF about it. Everybody was talking about it. Cool. We're pairing the Slovenian boys up, and uh, this is cool. At that point, they would have around, what, $11 million left in cap space, so Something they just like put him into the cap space. And and listen, they shouldn't be giving any, anything up. Like, I was, I was with somebody who said they were scared. They're like, oh, my gosh, we might give up something good to get Dragic. Oh, man, I, I, I'm a little responsible for that on Twitter. I said, man, if they give up Brunson for this, then, <laughs> then I'll be so sad. I shouldn't have said that because that was fear-mongering, I think. Uh, but, just, you know, it, but that's just a reaction, though. And that, that guy had the same reaction that I did. Like, man, if they give up something, if they give up, you know, and Miami doesn't have any point guards. You're like, well, if they give up this this backup point guard for them, maybe they get something else. But I'm like, dang, I don't want them to give up Brunson for this. Yeah, so so you you think I'm like, no, it's going to be the opposite. Miami should be adding something with Dragic yes. for us to take him because they need the salary space to sign Jimmy Butler. We just saw it with Golden State getting D'Angelo Russell. They <sighs> they literally paid a protected first and like what a two seconds to Memphis to just take on Andre Iguodala. That's how you take on a contract. Yes. You get draft picks. You get assets Dumping. for it. <laughs> Not only that, but Andre Iguodala is a good player. So, I mean, a serviceable player. He might be bought out because he doesn't fit Memphis' timeline and all that stuff, but still. However, like, the Mavericks, when they take on salary like Tim Hardaway Jr., they give draft picks. Oh, well, you got KP in that. That's not that. <laughs> now, we'll get to Kelly Olenek in just a sec. But, yeah, so there we haven't the talked about that yet. Well, okay, okay, in that first deal... I think it was a Lenick that was going to Philly with Josh Richardson. Which is what it should still and, be. And then Dragic going to Dallas uh, for basically nothing. And so for a bit, that was it. And then was it Shams, the first person that tweeted out, that popped up and said... Shams is the first person that said, Dragic is not going to the Mavericks. He, is, he has been pulled out of the deal. Dallas you know, is not doing it. And so then we're like, like all hell breaks loose. What is going on? So then... I literally Mark. called Nick and I was like, what the what crap is going-, is going on? I was driving. I'm like, what? I don't even, my mind was going everywhere at this point. I'm like, I feel like I'm having DeAndre Jordan deja vu at this point. What is going on? Uh, we didn't know. That was the answer. We didn't know what was going on. And still don't know. Still don't know what's going on at this point. It, it is almost one o'clock Eastern time. Um, so now we don't know what's going on. Um, now, so then, then Mark Stein says, the uh, the Mavericks will acquire Kelly Olynyk and Derek Jones Jr. from the Heat as part of the Jimmy Butler trade. The Mavericks are huge fans of Dragic, but they could not take him back in the Miami sign-and-trade with Philadelphia that sends Jimmy Butler to the Heat because Dallas feared losing its flexibility to make additional moves this summer, league sources say. Now, Oof. at that point, it seemed kind of hopeful, right? Like, all right, they're getting these guys. We don't know if there's any draft picks or anything involved. However, they want to keep their flexibility to make additional moves. So what are those additional moves? I don't know. You know, at that point, it was still kind of hopeful. Did he put Kelly Olenek in that tweet? Uh, yeah, the first one, yeah. Acquire Kelly Olenek and Derek Jones Jr. Okay. The moment I saw Kelly Olenek's name go to Dallas, that's when my heart dropped. That's when I didn't get it. Because I get it to where if it's Dragic... Obviously, and- Isaac was less hopeful than I was. <laughs> 
no. Oh, I get it when it, okay, Dragic makes 19 million. And if that deal was on the table and you're like, all right, you're about to take it in. And then something comes up, Minnesota calls or something crazy comes up to where, holy crap, we might have a better option. And then it falls through. That's, there's a difference between it, it, it falling through with that. And then bam, Dragic isn't going to Dallas deal dead. Dallas pulled out of the deal. Still, still a bummer, and still like, oh man, they just got everybody's hopes up with the Dragic pairing and all that stuff. But it would have been, you know, it would have made a little bit more sense thinking, all right, Dallas has something else up their sleeve. But the moment they said Dragic is not in the deal, and instead Kelly Olynyk is in the deal with Derek Jones Jr., that's when my mind was just blown. I had no clue what was going on because Kelly Olynyk makes twelve point six million this year with the player option. Newsflash. Probably going to pick it up for next season at thirteen point one million. I don't so know. I'm like Jonas Valanciunas turned down his like nineteen million dollar player option. I think anything could happen. Who knows? That's true. That's true. I just didn't. I didn't fully get it because at that point, Miami is having to get off a contract. Not only, not just a contract, but a guy like Kelly Lenick, who I don't want to stay here and like speak a ton on it. I mean, he's a, a a good shooter, stretch big, whatever you want to say with that. But he has double digit millions due another season. He's under contract for two more years. That's two Courtney was, Lees, basically. Yes, and there was <laughs> so n- there was have. no there was no draft picks, you know, to go along with that. That was a, if you want to say Derek Jones Jr., but. He can jump really high. That's 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 fun. It's super cool. <laughs> Isaac, he was in the dunk contest. He was in the dunk contest, and that, and he, I'm sure it'll be super fun. It's not really not knock on Derek Jones Jr. It just it just goes back to, and it makes it look even worse in hindsight when Andre Iguodala, uh, Iguodala, who would still start for a lot of the teams in the league, yeah, and like they had to pay multiple draft picks, protected first with that to offload him and Dallas is, you know, prize or their thing they got back to take on a Lennox was Derek Jones Jr. It just didn't make sense at that point because even the Lennox plus Derek Jones Jr. Uh, would be 13, a little over 14 million. At that point, it's only a $5 million difference than Dragic's number at 19. So it's 5 million, the, the, the breaker of it all. And on top of that, Dragic was an expiring for one year. A Lennox going to be on your books for 13 after this year. I just didn't get any of it. And I mean, I, it literally made no sense to me. And I saw in my mind, I'm like, all right, I'm, I said, I'm shook. I'm confused, but I'm just going to wait it out because I trust Donnie and Ronzoni and those guys. Uh, I trust them to where it, it just, it, I haven't seen something collect. I haven't seen the fan base or our fan base, the Mavs fan base collectively feel the same way about something <laughs> since what Dion like. DeAndre thing, Luca, like you know, killing it this year. Except it's the opposite, you know, opposite feeling. But we're everyone was collectively, even guys I really respect around the Mavericks that that were openly criticizing and saying, "What is going on?" You know, this is so confusing, and it didn't look. I mean, it just made the Mavs look bad, especially when you have Ramona sends out the tweet. The tweet was it Ramona that sent out the tweet saying Bill Duffy tells me this. Bill Duffy, the same agent for Dragic, the same a- agent for Luka Doncic, who says, you know, yeah, the Mavericks pulled out of the deal. They want to look at their other options and all that stuff. And the Mavericks had interest in acquiring Goran Dragic in a three-team trade construction with Miami and Philadelphia, but they changed course. That was a quote. His agent Bill Duffy tells ESPN, quote. In analyzing it, his salary was too high based on other things they're trying to do. 
So talking about the Mavs changing course. So now we're like, oh my gosh. That tweet, I think that tweet hurt me the most because one, that's Luca's agent. There By is name. A pat. <laughs> yeah, and that is Ramona saying he they he is talking to Ramona about why Dallas did chose not to get his client. Luka Doncic's like mentor, older brother, Goran Dragic, because he he just caught he cost five million dollars more than the what they would prefer more. That that's why I feel like there there will just be more of this that will come out, and that's what I'm holding on to. That's the hope that I'm holding on to because it just it really from what we see right now, it just doesn't make any sense. I just don't get it, and. So, there has to be more to the story. So that there is, at least there's more that we know right now. So even at that point, uh, guys were, you know, cap people were saying that that deal wouldn't even work. The the Jimmy Butler to Miami, the Josh Richardson to Philadelphia, the Kelly Olynyk and Derek Jones Jr. to the Mavs. That trade by itself is not legal. Like that wouldn't work. The, the the Miami didn't give enough cap up. Uh, hilariously, if the if the Heat had made the playoffs, Kelly Olynyk would have gotten a bonus, and then it would have been enough. Oh, isn't that crazy? Um, and then uh, so that wasn't enough. So they had to try and figure figure out something else with it. Um, then uh, <laughs> then all of a sudden, like the trade just seemed off. Like something was wrong about it. Uh, it was Albert Namad, by by the way, that said that about that thing about Olynyk with the the bonus. Great cap guy, by the way. Awesome cap on Twitter. Guy. Uh, but but he said that it had to be one more piece had to be added in order to make this work. And then the trade just starts breaking down. And then Mark Stein says the Mavs maintained they agreed to join the Jimmy Butler signing trade under the belief they are getting Kelly Olynyk and Derek Jones Jr. League sources say the Heat reportedly do not want to surrender Jones, and they say they must trade Goran Dragic to make the cap work. If Dallas and Miami can't sort out the 1.7 million dollars missing from this trade on the Heat end. Miami would presumably have to find a new home for Dragic to pre- preserve trade construction it prefers. Now, so I didn't. I I just don't get it. Then I was kind of like, okay, cool, because <laughs> because okay, then cool. it's not what? happening. It's it's uh, ha- it's not ha- the trade's not happening, which is good. Okay. However, Dallas said that they wanted to get Kelly Olynyk and Derek Jones, Derek Jones Jr. Yeah, and that is just I, I do not see what they see in him especially with this is there so, yeah. especially with this team i mean there are other centers out there still kevon looney's going to be available uh there are you know you, you just re-sign maxi i think maxi's better than kelly olenic yeah that i mean and he he wouldn't cost as much i don't think maxi's making 12 so you just max out kp you give the extension to dwight yes a lot of people think you're out there shopping for another center a banger down low and all this stuff if you want to bring back maxi i mean how many bigs you you're gonna have on your roster? And on top of that, uh, <laughs> Jeff Siegel has Olenek and them on the Dallas cap sheet right now. Uh, if this trade does go through, Olenek is the fourth highest paid player in the Mavs. So <laughs> you know, and, and you know he's probably gonna come off the bench. And then at that point, talking about getting a, a fan base upset, can you imagine him playing over Maxi? Yeah, <laughs> and you know that I mean, he's making that, more than that, Dwight. Yeah, yeah. So I mean that that that's just my only thing about it is if they're getting if they're doing that, is there a way to flip Olenek to some somewhere else? And, you know, with the it, like it, 
you know, to flip him into something else. Like, what if it's, you know, with the Golden State stuff that happened and you have Andre Iguodala and I'm like, all right, Iguodala makes like 17 or something. How much money did Golden State need to do to get underneath the cap? If it's like a five, $5 million difference, what if they flipped a Lennox for Iguodala or something like that? Or is there another guy out there if the Clippers wanted more space for some reason? They don't have anybody else to pair with Kawhi, but if they wanted more space, would they flip Gallo for a Lennox? At that point, and then you're like, all right, that you know, Gallo's ten million dollars more than Olenek, and Olenek kind of replaces Gallo a little bit, and so that could be my only thing that would halfway make sense to me, maybe if they did that. But I don't know. I I mean, Olenek is, (laughs) I mean, he's been in the year. I mean, he's been in the league for what? How many years? Six years now. Last year, he averaged 10 points, 35, 35% for the, I don't even want to do it. He averages right one now, so. dislocated opponent's shoulder for his career. <laughs> and I don't even really hate Olenek. It's just the idea of uh, a guy, a, an, another big who is kind of limited in like defense. Who is some limited. Of those areas. Okay, yes. Another big that's limited uh, who is making double digit millions for the next two years. It's that concept. If they got James Johnson in the deal, a little bit different, you know, a little different, like a, yeah. a little different, still, still has longer term money like Olenek does. But, um, you know, if they, I was waiting for the next piece, you know, there for, there's for a few minutes, it was Miami has to put another piece in the deal. And I texted Nick and I said, how much, like, what if Bam's in this deal? Because then it would kind of make sense, you know, if it's Bam, Olenek, yes, Derrick Jones Jr. That's your sweetener. That would be a, an awesome fit next to KP. It would make more sense. Would Miami give him up? Probably not. But like at that point, I would be like, all right, makes sense taking on Kelly Olenek's number, you know, cap number at that point if you're getting Bam. But that never came out. So at some point, the deal fell through, right? It's off now. It seems off now, at least when we are, um, yeah, at least when we're recording this. So, uh, Tim McMahon also tweeted this. Mavs source insists they always thought the deal was going to send Olenek and Derek Jones Jr. to them, expected the Heat to stretch Ryan Anderson to help make math work. Mavs asked for high-flying Jones as sweetener. No picks were discussed. Unclear if deal can survive. And then Brad Townsend says it's dead. Tim Cato says it's dead. Um, man, it... <laughs> I just don't feel good about the Mavs wanting those things. Like, what? Uh, Derek Jones I Jr. I guess is cool as a flyer, but to take on Kelly Olynyk's contract just doesn't really make sense to me. From yeah, from everything that, that we know that they want the Mavericks center to be, or to for for the four, he, Kelly Olynyk's not playing the four. Come on. Yeah, that. Um, yeah, that. <laughs> That's why I wonder if there's another deal out there. Do could they flip into somewhere else? Because. I mean, yeah, Dwight and KP and Maxi and, you know, it, it, you, the guys that they could go out and get, like, what if they go out and get Kavon Looney right now, who looks very gettable, <laughs> who I, I would love yes. if they went out and, and got Looney right now for a cheap price. Like, that's a, the banger type. Like, what what does a Linux give you that Maxi does not give you? And, you know, like, that, I mean, a little bit better shooting, maybe? He would probably injure more people per game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I so would yeah. worry about Kristaps Porzingis' health playing next to Kelly Olynyk for for multiple minutes per game. 
but like I, I do want to say I don't I don't dislike Olenek as the player. I do want to go back to that. I, I think there's a place for him in the league. He's I don't have to see him the, in the locker room. So yes, I dislike <laughs> I dislike Kelly Olenek the player. No, he's not just a black hole. He's not just a useless player that wouldn't play. Like he's still a, a rotation piece for teams. Like okay, I get yeah, that. You're right. He's just kind of it's just kind of redundant to our roster and just costs a little bit more money. And I just don't get it. I don't. I, yeah, but. Anyway, so at this moment, yeah, at near midnight um, in Dallas, this you know this deal isn't on the table, but the pressure's on because there's a fan base right now that's very frustrated with this front office in Dallas, and the pressure's on of what this is going to look like for Dallas, you know, what they do over the next day or so. Because I mean, at the beginning of this podcast, you read off Brad Townsend's you know tweet of saying it's not looking promising for Patrick Beverly, yeah, and if they haven't talked to him and all that stuff. And I mean, that's somebody that we thought was dang near in the back. And I mean, there was a lot of momentum going, you know, going towards that. Now, but, okay. Let's, let's take a break. And when we come back, let's talk about what these, what the Mavericks maybe were waiting on. Cause Tim Cato beginning of the day kind of tweeted out that the Mavericks were waiting on a lot of things that, that are hinging on deals that are hinging on other deals to happen. And then shout out to Cato for getting, getting involved today. Yeah. And then, like and then this, um, the sign and trade deal kind of happens, and then they're like, "Okay, well, we want to try to preserve space for deals we want to do in the future, so we can't take on all this stuff. We can't take on Dragic, so we have to do the smaller, you know, smaller deal." Uh, so let's talk about maybe what some of those things are, and maybe what they're hinging on, and what kind of contingencies maybe the maps have. All right, Isaac. So um, earlier in in free agency, I tweeted this out. And uh, I'd like to get your, your your take on it. I feel like right now the Mavs are waiting on Kawhi Leonard. Like lots of teams, they're waiting on Kawhi Leonard. They're trying to figure out who. Um, At that point, when you texted me that, I was, you know you said Kawhi, and I said I think they're waiting on Jimmy and Russell also because true those teams would have to offload you know money if Jimmy went to Houston, just like the Miami thing. Teams have to offload money. But here is um, the weird kind of contingency the Mavs have waiting for Kawhi. Okay, if Kawhi goes to the Lakers, then we don't think Patrick Beverly goes back to the Clippers. And we don't think Danny Green... Uh, he still could. He I still could. I wouldn't rule that out. He still could. Because then they could overpay to keep him. Because they, they they let everybody else go. They haven't signed anybody else. That is true. Um, but he the, the possibility is still open for Patrick Beverly to come to Dallas. As well as Danny yeah. Green. Because Danny Green right now is waiting on it. And he, had, he spoke with the Mavs uh, that night, last night. I, I feel like that was the first kind of name officially connected to us in yeah. free agency day after Porzingis mm-hmm. Dwight. Uh, I think it was Windhorse that said on the jump of saying, "Hey, you know, Danny Green, you know, Mavericks are near the top for him." And talking to Brad Townsend said things are heating up between Mavs and Danny Green, and it was kind of hinging on Danny Green sitting back looking, "Hey, if Kawhi's going to come back to Toronto, we're going to run it back, and I'll stay. Uh, but if he goes to one of the LA teams, then it looked like." Dallas is in the driver's seat. That's why for a bit, once the Dragic thing happened, I'm like, solid. Like, we could get Dragic and then possibly sign Danny Green. If we walk out of yeah. this with Dragic and Danny Green, that's good. It's a win. Yeah. Like, cool. I mean, we it's already a win because of KP, but, like, that's that's solid. Good additions. Yes. Um. So, if Kawhi goes to the Lakers, then Patrick Beverly and Danny Green could still be available for the Mavericks. And we're like, okay. And this is still on the table as of, you know, 1 a.m. Eastern time, <laughs> 12, 12 uh, Central. Yeah. If Kawhi goes to Toronto, stays in Toronto, that feels like Danny Green will stay in Toronto. 
Patrick Beverly may be available, but he also could go back to the Clippers. Yeah. If Kawhi goes to the Clippers, it seems like Patrick Beverly is going to stay, but then Danny Green would be available. Yeah. And it seems like Danny Green would be available to come to the Mavs. So now this is where they're kind of at at this point. They're waiting on this contingency of Kawhi and what he decides to do. And right now it seems like only the Lakers, the Raptors, and the Clippers are in for Kawhi. I don't think anyone else can even sign. I don't think anyone else has the money to sign him right now. Well, I mean, we it's probably 95% those three teams, but as everything, we have no clue who can create cap. The Timberwolves thought they were getting D'Angelo Russell today. So, <laughs> Philly just signed Al Horford today. <laughs> who, who knows? So, But th- it seems like those teams. Um, now we're just waiting um, to see what happens with that. Um, which of those would you want to see happen? <laughs> which of those options? <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go with Toronto because <laughs> it also it also involves Kawhi coming to the West, right? I'm so yes. I, I was gonna say I'm sorry if it means uh, I would rather Kawhi stay in the East for the rest of his career and us miss out on a random you know on a, another mid tier free agent before that. So, um, <clears> hey, <throat> okay, Brad Townsend just said doubtful we'll get full explanation from the Heat, but I'm told Mavs multiple times said Olenek and Jones Jr. Yet Mavs misconstructed and later was surprised Dallas considered Olenek part of the deal. Embarrassing situation, but it's the Heat that lost for now. Uh, they lost Butler. That is this is so weird. This is a new, like, Brooks Brooks kind of thing. That God. Yeah, I mean, people are, man, people are going to really talk about this a lot. This is going to be examined uh, by – this would be m- more examined by a lot bigger people right now if there wasn't so much crap that happened today. Yeah, KD uh, went because... to the Nets, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> D'Angelo Russell is a Golden State Warrior. Yeah, what the hell? Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, the Kawhi Domino. You, that's what we all thought. Like, all right, well, they're waiting to see. You know, but Beverly's waiting to see what Kawhi does. Danny Green's waiting to see what Ka- Kawhi does. Yes, and that as of right now, yeah, that could be what the case is. So, what? That's kind of where we're at of waiting for that domino, waiting to see if D'Angelo Russell picked Minnesota to see if they had to make trades. Uh, Miami, obviously, they have to try to make trades. And at this point, yeah, without this deal being finalized, Jimmy Butler can't sign there. So, nope. Or else he might have to sign for a little bit less than Max. I, I, it's just tomorrow on Monday, you're probably going to see a lot of this stuff ironed out. I wonder if – I mean, you, you probably would assume – that these three teams will walk back to the table on Monday morning probably and say, all right, what happened? And maybe try to iron something out. But um, you never know. Oh, Steph, Steph Curry flew to the New York area from Shanghai, China. He was over there. I don't know if you saw the pictures with Dennis with Jr. And, and Joel Embiid and Bamba. Yeah. They're all in China. Uh, but while he's on the plane, it was he was going to he was going to pitch Kevin Durant why he should stay with the Warriors, but it was too late. He was on the plane when the br- news broke that Durant was leaving for Brooklyn. <laughs> Yikes! Wow. <laughs> Dang. Oh my gosh, this is this is what a crazy night. So, uh, it's it's disheartening that the Mavs wanted to get those guys in a trade because Derek Jones Jr. is a four too. Yeah. Uh, I'm tired of talking about Atlantic right now. Yeah. So, but I mean, but it's clear at this point, Tim Cato just had another tweet like 30 minutes ago, Brad Stein, everybody McMahon. It's clear that Dallas did, did want Atlantic and Jones. So, and at the same time, it looks like Miami maybe wanted, you know, thought Dragos was in the deal from a, from a fan perspective. 
a lot of us, I, would, I think it's safe to assume we would rather have Dragic than Olenek and Derek yes. Jones Jr. Obviously, that's why I'm saying it, it seems too obvious to me to where why you know the front office would want that over Dragic, the one year Dragic, and then is there something else? Are they going? Are they trying to flip the other contract? And it seems at this point that there has to be something else. There has to be something else in place for them to just not do that because if. If all their other free agency things had gone through, if they were in on Bojan and maybe just nobody reported on it or didn't have any information on it, maybe they're in on that kind of stuff, or maybe they're in on all these you know random other players, the, you know the Kemba thing, obviously the maybe they were in on the Al Horford thing, but then all of a sudden those things start falling and they don't work, then you'd think that they'd just be like, okay, well let's just get Dragic, that's our fallback plan, but instead they wanted to keep something open because there's there one of their plans is still available. Yeah, and you have to say, I mean, even if they do pull off the Atlantic Derrick Jones Jr. thing, you're still sitting around $16 million in cap. That's enough to probably get Danny Green. It's enough to get Patrick Beverly. You yeah. know, one of those guys, of probably two. not both, uh, but one of the two. And at that point, how do you judge the how do you judge the offseason if you put – how do you judge the offseason if they walk away with KP on the max, Dwight Powell's extension, Kelly Olenek, <laughs> and Danny Green? How do I gr- and then re- and re-sign and Maxi and you know yeah like that it's hard like you in my in my mind you, you're still an A because you got Porzingis but I, if you throw Porzingis out of it and just say Alenic and Danny Green I mean I don't know about grade the offseason I would say how how would you feel about the team going into the season at that point because that's what it's all really about right like how do you feel about the season if the Mavs have gotten Kemba Walker going into the season you're like all right we're going to the playoffs like this is all about going to the playoffs yeah. this is all about right now this is about being as good as the Mavs can be right now. If the Mavs ended up with um, Malcolm Brogdon, then you're like, okay, it's not necessarily all about right now. It's about right now, you know, a little bit, but then it's also about the future. Like we have, we have this four year future now of Brogdon, Luca and Porzingis. We haven't even talked about Brogdon, by the way, that Uh, fans, fans reaction to that. uh, How many tweets did we get? It was like, why didn't you over, why didn't you pay more than that? that? They got draft picks for him. There was a trade. It was a trade. Like it was a sign and trade. They got picks for that. So it wasn't just a, hey, like Malcolm Brogdon got a sign and trade with the Indiana Pacers. Um, oh, what did he get? He got. I think it was four years. Four years. Four years. Eighty-six million dollars from the Pacers, and then they signed and traded him for a first and two seconds. The Mavericks don't have any first they can trade, so no, they're out of that. I mean, they can listen. Like today. I feel like I can speak for Nick on this too. We love this fan base, man. We couldn't do this pod without this fan base. And y'all were the passion, even though some, everybody was so mad today and frustrated with what was going on outside of the Porzingis stuff. Uh, the fan base is so passionate for this team and it's really cool. The amount it. of tweets and DMS. I, I just, I'm sitting on a, a row of DMS right now that I haven't even like replied to. And that's my bad. I'm just trying to, and that's why I tweet out. It's like, Hey, I appreciate you guys asking us and tweeting at us, but we're just still trying to figure this crap out too. <laughs> like I'm just as confused as you guys. And I think the Mavs are still trying to figure out this too. Honestly, I mean, I, I mean, everything, all the moving parts and who says what. And so, yeah, I mean, I think we, there's very, uh, we could very well have a, a new pod out tomorrow yeah. explaining exactly what just happened and all that. So <sighs> it's, it's wild. So much for the, Hey, um, we're, everything's going to be really slow this first week. 
I mean, it was literally the craziest day. I, w- I want to go back to this Dragic thing. One one more point I want to make. After the Dragic thing looked like it was in the bag, and we went through those how many ever minutes in which it looked like Dragic was a Maverick. <laughs> 15 minutes? 10 minutes? There were a lot of pissed off Mavs fans that, that was going, oh, we're, we're literally going to walk out, walk away with just Dragic. He's older, Ridiculous. all this different stuff. My favorite part is seeing some of these favorite, uh, these same Mavs fans that were mad about getting Dragic, who were then mad about losing Dragic too. Yeah, I, I was like, "What? Now we're losing him!" Like, and I'm like, "Okay, well, let's kind of go and take it at that point." Um, we also we also have to take into account that Mavs Twitter is not everything, right? I think a lo- I think a lot yeah. of NBA fans are, but we know a ton of people that listen to this podcast that aren't on Twitter that aren't overreacting to every single little thing. Uh, yes. Maybe they're overreacting to every single little thing on Facebook. Who knows? But but I t- I texted a uh, uh I texted a net or. Oh, a national guy that is has Dallas roots uh, tonight and said, what the crap's going on? And I, the text back I got back was, what happened? I've been at dinner all night. <laughs> and, like, they haven't even been on Twitter. Like, literally, I hadn't been on Twitter. They didn't know anything was going on. I'm like, oh, dear God. What? And so, like, there are, there are a lot of people. How many people have tweeted at us and said, I created a Twitter just to reach out to you yeah. guys and tweet at you and DM you and stuff? Like, we see that a lot. Not everybody's on Twitter. That so. warms my heart when people do that. I know. It's so cool. We love we that. We have brought but, you uh, into this twisted, crazy little to this Twitter. this dark, tw- dark world, Twitter of Twitter. world that, that sometimes ruins our lives and makes us think bad things about ourselves. <laughs> We brought you into this. So this Welcome. is the much you're gonna. Welcome this is to the darkness. This is as much as you're ever gonna see me uh, criticize. I, uh, I feel like that movie on, Us was about Twitter. I don't watch that movie. I don't do those movies. Why? I I have a deeper meaning on why I don't do those type of mo- mo- movies. No, that's not for this podcast. Jesus doesn't want you to watch the movies. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> are, you, are you Jesus <laughs> shaming me? <laughs> oh man it is late <laughs> it is we literally no, uh, didn't but the movie us is about this uh like there's there's kind of like parallel people in and they're tethered to you and it's like the worst kind of like worst it's not the worst version of you it's like a like a primal version of you that just didn't grow up in the same way but they're connected with you in like spirit but they're not they do everything that you kind of do but they just don't have like communication skills or anything like that. I feel like that's what we are in Twitter. We're just we're tethered to the real person because we can still tweet yes. stuff, and yet we are uh, <laughs> we say some of the worst things on there, and we overreact just... to things, and yeah, we carry knives around, and we carry scissors around, and wear red jumpsuits. That's what we do on Twitter too. So, so where does Dallas go from here? Man, we've gone fifty minutes just about Dallas right now. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I figured this is just going to be a, a Dallas reaction. Or yeah, I mean, I guess we. Um, tomorrow where does Dallas go from here? I think those contingency plans with Kawhi that we talked about are still in effect. If Kawhi goes to the Lakers, then you know Danny Green and Patrick Beverly are still in play. If you know Kawhi goes to the Clippers, then maybe it's just Danny Green that's in play, and he could be really in play at that point because not a lot of teams have cap space for him. Um, yeah. If he stays in Toronto, then Patrick Beverly could still be in play, and probably not Danny Green. It's still really up in the air about those guys. Other players that are still available right now, Kavon Looney we talked about, that is you know, a player that yeah. we really like, fit great next to KP in my opinion, and uh, you know is definitely available because of the D'Angelo Russell trade, they can't bring him back. Yeah, 
I mean that that's why there's still scenarios. Watch them bring it back. In, I just don't believe anything anymore. <laughs> there's, I mean, crap. I feel like the Nets just keep on pulling ten million dollars out of their magic hat. Like, okay, we're gonna sign, we're gonna sign Durant, we're gonna sign Ky- Kawhi or not Kawhi, Ky- Kyrie, and then we're gonna sign uh, Garrett Temple to one of our exceptions. And then guess what? We're still gonna sign DeAndre Jordan too. Like, what the? For ten million dollars next week, we're ten million dollars a year Martin. for four years. They're signing, they're yeah. play, paying DeAndre Jordan for four years. Yeah, I didn't mind ten million. It's just for the four years is crazy. But gosh, there there are still routes for this free agency to be perfectly fine yes. for Dallas. And just be patient. Let's see what happens. If the Linux thing gets revisited tomorrow and they do the deal, we'll do a pod and we'll talk about it a- again a little bit and try to find an angle. Uh, I think it, I honestly think it's reached a point now to where they might have to explain. Not as. <laughs> Oh man, not you like had the, the bullet. Not like the Knicks. We're sorry nah. that we didn't get guys that you go, you guys really wanted. Not like sorry, but Donnie will know that questions will be coming hard at him at that first press conference if you just take on a Linux contract and you don't get any big sweeteners for it. It it has to mean they're huge fans of a Linux and his fit with Porzingis and all that stuff, and they're gonna have to really sell you know sell the fan base on that because. There's a lot of question question marks with that, but there's still a lot of moving parts. We got to see what Kawhi does. We got to see what some of these other guys uh, do. A lot of these guys, you know, Patrick Beverly and Danny Green, directly linked to Dallas, and both of them would be great additions uh, to the Mavs. And you never know what happens on the trade front. I mean, I didn't know Andre Godal was going to get traded today to Memphis. You never know. For a bit, and you're like, I mean, people were tweeting out saying, you know, Golden State's going to have to get rid of Iguodala or Draymond. And I'm like, man, if they're not committed to signing Draymond, how in the world can Dallas get involved? Because I like, if you want to see me excited, would be <laughs> Dallas getting Draymond to go with Luca and KP. Oh my gosh, I'd be freaking out on this podcast. Um, you just never know. We don't know what will pop up. And like you said at the beginning, nothing is officially nothing's official. happened yet. There is, I mean, no, no pen has happened in paper. This is the moratorium. There's, there's a reason why uh, team employees right now can't talk about these deals. Uh, I'm in like a gray area. Uh, me and people like Skin Wade and some of these guys that are like affiliated with the team, but we're not like official Chuck employees. Cooperstein. So, yeah, like I, I can, like we can talk about it because we're not official employees. But other official employees are. You know, they can't talk about it. This is the moratorium until July 6th. When the 6th happens, then these contracts can be signed. Things become official. Teams announce it. Team employees talk about it. So, you have anybody. We know that what happens with DeAndre Jordan. And it just sucks because it's not the direct situation that happened. But, man, that Dragic thing felt eerily similar to what... uh what happened with Dragic and stuff today, but we'll see what happens on Monday. We'll see. That's the Mavs stuff. We'll break down if I can't imagine a ton more is going to happen tomorrow, unless the Kawhi thing happens. But even then, we'll break down all the general NBA stuff. I'm sure more Mavs stuff will happen tomorrow. So we'll break down all of that in the coming days on this podcast. We're still back every single day. This is the Monday pod, so we will continue every single day. Obviously, if something huge happens, we will do an emergency pod as quick as possible. Um, but guys, it's okay. Things haven't happened yet, unless they have happened and they did it after we recorded. But the Mavs still have their cap space. They still have Luca. They still have Porzingis. Don't lose. Let's wait until everything becomes official before we grade this full <laughs> offseason. Let's just do that. 
And then if they get two good guys, then we can still be kind of mad. Like Donnie, you really wanted Kelly Olynyk and Derek Jones Jr. <laughs> like, then you can be mad and you still have a fallback that the team's going to actually be good. So, all right, there we go. We'll be back. Uh, 23 and a half hour break guys thanks so much for joining us thanks so much for listening to locked on maps peace out boom 